Welcome to the Cold Addicts Podcast. My name is Wes. I am addicted to the cold. Um, today we are without the co-host Chandler. He had some family things he's taking care of. It's okay. But with us for this episode is a good family friend, Spencer. How Hello. You How you doing? It's a pleasure to be here. Good. Man. Yeah. Good I'm not yet a cold addict though, so you got con- some convincing to do. That's okay. That's why we have this. Yes. And uh, and Chandler would back it up cool. if he were here. Yeah, lay it on me. And many people. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned right before we started, when we sat down, that you just started reading the Wim Hof. Method. I did. Yeah, I think I'm on chapter three. Okay. So, so but before, how did you hear about the Wim Hof? Method? Oh, through Yes Theory for sure, and you. Yes. Yeah, but initially I had seen a little bit. I had started that like a three or four years ago when mm-hmm. yesterday had launched their video about it, right? The superhuman video yeah. with Wim and like their initial, like get to know him video, the 45 minute long one. Yeah. I had started Great it and video. I was like, this is really good, but I have to go to work, you know? <laughs> so I had kind of stopped and never came back to it. So I finally took the time to settle down like, and you know, like have a drink and like, you know, watch, watch the video. And it was really enlightening. I got to see them, you know, go through the whole process of, you know, like knowing nothing, right? So no cool. training. And then yeah. they just like jump into a frozen waterfall. Yeah. It's wild. Which is cool. I love the yes theory video because Wim Wim goes pretty extreme with them. Yeah. Because like, you know, I mean you he's saw like, it. They these talk. guys are tough. Yeah. They can do it. He's like, they already like they're all about seeking discomfort. Exactly. So it's all good. We're just gonna we're gonna switch and sure and we're just like, gonna switch. Let's it just up. throw them into the deep end a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Which is cool because my uh my kind of mentor who I've learned through is Ryan, Ryan Bean. Mm-hmm. Um and he's got a podcast. I think I've mentioned on the show before, but he's got a podcast called Life as an Observer. Oh, cool. And his backstory is really cool. Um, but he he was telling me and some other guys about his experience when he was going, when he was in Poland getting certified with Wim. Um, and he said Wim's like that all the time. Like, really? So there's, wow. like, there's like the method. And all the other like instructors and his family that were there would tell them they'd remind them constantly and they're like look there's there's the Wim Hof method and then there's Wim Hof himself and the two are different okay because Wim's so extreme sure but during their training they would do stuff like you know they they hike up a mountain shirtless that's like part of the training like you have to certify you know what time of year is it like does it matter what time of year do they do it in the dead of winter it's in the dead of winter oh my gosh it's always like like january January. oh my gosh yeah i think this year it was like in the middle of january oh my gosh nuts yeah and he but he said like after they did all this cold training and then they take their shirts off and they hike a couple miles up this mountain mount schnezka and on their way back down, Wim all of a sudden like turns and yells at everyone. It was like, we're changing our patterns. <laughs> and he's like, we're going to jump in this water right here. And they're oh, like, man. uh, okay. Like, right, we've already yeah. been in the cold for a couple hours and they did it. Wow. And it was, just, it was nuts. Like, why not? You know, yeah. when in Rome. Yeah. And he said they do that all the time. Like Wim would just, they'd be doing something like with the method and yeah. the training. And all of a sudden he's just, we're changing our methods <gasps> or we're changing our patterns. And they jump sir, in. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like it's like the the yes theory video. Yeah, but I thought the, yes. I thought that video was awesome. Oh, great video! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've read the book, a few chapters in. Sure. Um, are you reading or are you listening? Listening audio. Okay. Yeah, I got the Apollo Ono version, yes. like we talked about. It's awesome. Yeah, so I think good. It's cool. He's a great dude. Yeah, yeah, always admired him. Yeah, I watched him growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think so far? 
Dude, it's good. I mean, he's just getting into Wim Hof's background a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about how, like, you shouldn't do this method while driving or, oh, okay. you know, while standing. So still a lot of the safety A, a lot of the safety of talking about, like, what he's in. done, you know, how he climbed that mountain in, like, mm-hmm. what, like, 27 hours. Yeah. When it take, like, you and me, like, three or four days, yeah. you know, something like that. So. And it goes even deeper into that stuff later in the book. Yeah, so, so. there's kind of getting into his background right now. So I'm, I'm eager um, to get into it. But I don't, I'm nervous to listen to it while driving or while, you know, cleaning. I just want to be able to sit down and kind of just take it all in to take it all. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because that's. I think that's. I. I, They don't do any breathing in the book, right? No. no, Okay. Good. All right. So I shouldn't feel worried about that. If I remember right, they describe they describe it plenty of times. Sure. Like with some instruction, Mm -hmm. but you know, they tell you don't do it. Don't do it while you're driving. Right. See, I'd like to be able to just in those times when they do talk about it, be prepared for it, right, and be sitting down and ready. So, yeah. yeah. I've been that way with a lot of books that I've read on breath work, like like that one right there. I don't know if you can see it. The Uh, small one, Jesse Coomer's book. It's called A Practical Guide to Breath Work. Oh, cool. And in it, I thought it was really cool because I like the way he did his audio book because he does the first half is like the audio book portion. And then the second half is guided breath work. So I was like, okay, I like this Yeah, because then I don't have to remember, like I got to listen to it and he'd talk about the different types of breathing and when you should do it. And then I was like, but okay, but I got to remember. And then at the end he's like, okay, this one's for activation. This one's for rest. This goes over it. Nice and easy. Sweet. And so that's a good one. Um, Do you know if it's on audible? I don't know. I don't know either. We'll see. I'll check it out. Just, I haven't used audible. Oh, dude, it's great. I well, that's not true. I used, I signed up for Audible a few years ago. Oh, nice. And downloaded, like, one book. Sure. I don't even remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And I I never listened to it. Oh, dang. But I think it, this was all, like, before before I was told I have ADHD, which I think was obvious. But I was, I was told medically that I have ADHD and right. got assigned some Adderall. Cool. Um, did the Adderall help? It did. Mm-hmm. Um, I did you ever take Ritalin? No. Oh, good. I only took I only took Adderall, and it was like the it was the short release ones. Oh, nice. So I had to take one in the morning yeah. and then one around lunchtime. Cool. Um, and at first, it was interesting at first because it helped, but it was almost like uh, uh, the way I used to describe it was the this is the feeling that it gave me is that. It's supposed to help you focus yeah. and help your mind and memory and things like that, right? And just really focus. But right. for me, it felt like, have you seen the Harry Potter movies? Of course. Okay. So Big fan. remember in the first one, Neville gets the remember all. Right. The little ball. Yeah. Right. Helps so, him to remember. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen Harry Potter, you get a little, he gets this little clear ball and it's it's called the remember all. And they it, it instantly starts filling with red smoke. Yeah. And they're like, which yeah, indicates that you've forgotten something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The red smoke means you've forgotten something. And Neville's like, the problem is, is I can't remember what I I've can't forgotten. Remember what I've forgotten. Yeah. And so that's that's how I felt. It was like I know I'm forgetting something right now, mm-hmm. but I don't know what I'm forgetting. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was, it was all it was like this hyper focus, and I went from not completing a lot of projects, um, like to hyper completing, right? And then it was like hyper hyper. Yeah. Like not even like okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this one little project, but mm-hmm. then it turned into like, not only am I going to do this project, but I'm going to overdo it and get so meticulous and detailed and, sure. you know, so it takes me a lot longer to get it done, but yeah. I wouldn't stop until I'd get it done. Right. Um, 
So it was interesting. Yeah. But. Did it ever make you shaky? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and it. Because it kind of acts as an appetite suppressant. Up, oh, absolutely! So I yeah. forgot to eat. Yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then, then my doctor told me, and I don't know if this is a common thing. If it was, I, I don't know if it was just me. I don't know if he told me wrong, but he he told me that because it was short release, he said, "Look, you only have to take it as needed, so you don't have to worry about side effects or." Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I took Adderall as well. I have ADD, so I don't have the mm-hmm. H. I have the just the ADD, so it's yeah. just attention deficit. Yeah. So I'm not very hyper, right? Like, I'm a pretty mellow dude. I always yeah. have been. But I took the same medication for, like, an ADHD kid. Right. Because it's the same. You need to help focusing, right? Right. But for me, I started on Ritalin, which I described to my mom as, like, saying, I would come home and be like, Mom, I feel like a zombie. Like, I don't feel yeah. like I'm myself, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm very focused, right? Like, I can get my projects done. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, read a book in a whole day. I can get everything done that I needed to, but I wasn't able to make friends because I didn't feel like being social, right. right? Things like that. You know, it turned me, it turned off my personality, but, like, turned on the right-hand side of my brain, you know, like the yeah. focus side. So. Yeah, and so there are aspects that were good. But yeah. That's what, but that's what he told me is that I only had to take it as needed, and so that's what I, yeah, that's no. what I did. Dang. After so I, I took it consistently for the first like two months, three okay. months, yeah, and it was fine. And then I didn't take it. Ooh. Like I was like, okay, I'm not going to take it this weekend because I'm not working and I don't need to focus over the weekend. Right, it's all just good. Go to work. So then I kept going on and off of it, like as needed, sure. quote unquote, right? Yeah. But and then I started feeling super depressed, and then I'd get back on it yeah. and I'd get shaky and wouldn't eat again. Uh, and then I'd get off of it because I hated how it made it made me feel. Sure. But then I couldn't get anything done, so then I'd start taking it again. So it was this, like, nightmare um, of back and forth, and I just hated it. Wow, yikes. No thanks. And in the middle of, I was a couple years into taking it, and that's when I found the Wim Hof Method. Oh, cool. And I started doing it, and I just kind of naturally, I just stopped. Yeah. Like, how long ago was this? About a year and a half ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I was only on it for a couple of years cool. and then a year and a half ago, I just, I stopped Yeah. and I wouldn't recommend, oh, me and Chandler do this every episode. Um, need to preface this Yeah. for everybody listening and for you. We are not medical professionals. Absolutely please not. Please <laughs> consult with your doctor. Yes. Do not just, you know, even with the Wim Hof method, like if you have heart conditions, if you have medical conditions, just, just clear it. Make sure you're all cleared. Even and good if you to have go. clinical depression, don't stop just, taking your pills, yeah. you know, consult with your doctor always. Yeah. yeah. So just, you know, there's our, anyway. there's our, uh, yeah. our, oh my, what's the word? The word just left me. Advice. Our disclaimer. Disclaimer. Um, to, you know, protect us. So, um, I, I, but I just stopped. I nice. just stopped cold turkey. Nice. I mean, but I, I did risky. it kind of naturally. I was already kind of on and off sure. and had all these feelings. Right. Didn't have a huge so. dependency on it anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't like abusing it. I wasn't doing anything like that. So I just, I just stopped taking it, but I started doing Wim Hof method and mm-hmm. I found that I felt better than I ever had before. Wow. So how many times a day do you like do breathing? You know, I do it every morning. Okay. Um, just once a day. Yeah. Which is. Uh, How many times do you think Wim breathes in a day? All day long. All day long. <laughs> um, I don't Except know. When he's in the water. I hope. Yeah, I I don't know. I I wish I knew. I don't yeah. think I've ever really looked into that. That's interesting. Um, but I I do mine every morning, and I tell everybody to be consistent. Yeah. Um, Chandler typically does his at night. Okay. Um, 
and I just say whatever it is, be consistent. Just yeah. pick one and stick with it. Yeah. But it's not just that. I I also like throughout the day if I feel stressed, I'll go sit in my truck and I'll breathe. Oh, nice. Or I'll go, you know, I'll kind of like the as needed prescription yes. from the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So you should do it daily, regardless. But then add it in. Sure. When you're feeling stressed, depressed, anxious, things like that. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. Um. So I try and do it a couple times a day. You do it. It's common practice to do it right before you do an ice bath. Cool. So that's what we'll do, right? That's what we'll do. Yeah. As soon as we're done here, we'll go over, guide you through the breathing, hop in the hoff tub. That's what we call it. Yeah. 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 So we'll hop in the hoff tub and, uh, but you want to do the breathing before. Yeah. Because it's all, it's all, there's three pillars to it and you'll learn that reading the book and you may have heard it, but there's, there's the breathing and the mindfulness and the cold exposure. And honestly, the cold exposure, it's to from from what I've learned, I think I think most of it is more so about the mindfulness and the breathing. Yeah. Um, and cold exposure definitely has huge benefits to it. And like maybe the cold proven. exposure is there to temper the mindfulness and the yeah. breathing, right? It's there to put it to the test. It, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're you're intentionally stressing your body. Right. And then consciously controlling right because you've already settled your mind you've cognitively gotten into yourself right that's kind of how i'm looking at it you know you've really connected with your body and now Mm -hmm. it's time to see like okay what can i do with this connection kind of yeah and and honestly getting into the cold is probably like the purest form of of surrender because you can't you can't fight it like you can't fight the water yeah you're in it you're not gonna it's not gonna change yeah you can't run away you just have to give into it yeah so the only way to give into it is to just is to just sink into your mind and your body and just, you know, and we'll cool. go over that. But yeah. the goal is to <clears throat> you get in and just analyze all of the feelings because it's uncomfortable. Wow. Like you're going to feel uncomfortable. You'll feel some pain. You'll feel all these things that happen with that initial shock. Because by getting in, getting into the water, it puts your body into fight or flight mode. Yeah. People are common with the fight or flight you know, yeah, phrasing response. and response, yeah, right. um, which is also known as your sympathetic nervous system. So <clears throat> when you, you, you trigger your sympathetic nervous system, but then when you're in there by slowing your breathing down, getting it under control, and then just relaxing into this very powerful experience, mm-hmm. you're, you're telling your body, to transition back into the parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest. Okay. So, so you have to your, get into the parasympathetic to really get the yeah, experience. Okay. Yeah. So, but and and you're you're willingly, consciously, making that decision. Sure. So that's that's why, that's why it helps a lot of these mental disorders and things like that because like anxiety will happen where it just hits you. Yeah. Right. All right. Can't get out of bed. Yeah, and it's a chemical response. Yeah. Like, these things are chemical responses. And so you have anxiety, and you just feel this this surge through your body that you don't like. Yeah, you know, it's funny, because, like, when my little sister, my older sister was a little kid. She's the sister that's right above me. She's, like, three years older than me. Mm -hmm. When she was, like, three, my mom tells the story about how she was not stopping to cry, right? Like, she was just crying all the time, all day long, just one morning. And she had gotten ready for, like, preschool and, you know, all dolled up and everything. She was crying the whole time, right? And my mom was like, okay, kid, I can't take this anymore. Plopped her in the shower and threw on the cold water. And oh, it yeah. calmed my sister down. It just shocked her. She was like, huh? That's awesome. What? Huh? 
what's going on right now? And she calmed right down, right? And then she got her out, you know, got her dried up and, you know, changed her and got her ready for school again. But she was okay after that, right? That's the coolest So that's kind of like, you know, it was just like a natural instinct on my mom yeah. to naturally throw her into some cold water to get that kid to calm down a little bit. Why did she, why do you think she chose she, To that day, you know, water. she doesn't know why. She just, she just, well, she just turned on the shower, right? Just calmed right. down the kid, right? And right. It was, like just didn't want to burn her. Anything to distract her. You know, anything her to distract from, her from her crying. It's not going to hurt her. Exactly. So, yeah, didn't want to burn her, right? But just, boiling it real yeah. hot real quick so yeah that's probably just the natural idea. instinct to turn on some cold water i'm just gonna spray everybody with cold water don't do it freaking out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure they don't have their phones on them or that's something. that's freaking that's cool yeah I like I, i've always kept that that in mind and that just reminded me of that that's, that's yeah pretty wild yeah that's cool i uh I, but i mean that's what it does it shocks your body yeah and and unless you i mean because your body has natural reactions it has the autonomic nervous system it has all of these natural survival things like right it's great and the autonomic nervous system has wonderful things because it has it has what's called bottom-up control Ooh. or bottom-up yeah i guess bottom-up control I, th- I think i'm i might be, i may be misremembering it is bottom-up something um but bottom-up means that your body and everything your autonomic nervous system reacts first so that's what would cause you know, the anxious feelings and the depressive feelings and things like that. And, and it, that's what causes like shivering when you're cold because it recognizes your cold, your core body temperatures dropping or going to drop. And so it makes your body shiver Mm -hmm. in order to try and warm itself up. Right. But at the same time, it also, one of the things your body does when you get into cold water or cold exposure in general is it will typically your limbs will get colder first because it, it shuts down using... Uh, well, you have less stuff out there, right? It's further away from your heart. Yeah, yeah, it's further away, farther to travel, but it knows that that you can live without your limbs, yeah. but it needs to preserve all of your core, the all the organs, stuff, everything, yeah. yeah. So it'll cut off through vasal dilation, just the, the dilation of, or excuse me, contraction. Yeah. The contraction of your veins and, and all of that stuff slowing down yeah. that blood Do you know flow. who Johnny Harris is? So. I don't. He is um, a guy who used to work for Vox, like the YouTube channel, right? They do yeah. news and stuff. And he's separated from them. But he did this great, like, kind of, like, 15-minute video on cold, kind of cold exposure in Iceland, right? Kay. They talk about how in Iceland there's a lot of geothermal pools, but there's mm-hmm. also a lot of, like, really cold water in Iceland. And it's traditional in Iceland to, you know, on Saturdays to get in cold water and then to get in really, like, hot water, right, just mm-hmm. immediately. And they go back and forth all day long. It's like the recreational thing that they do. Yeah. And people in Iceland have been, like, known to have healthier hearts, healthier circulation, yeah. healthier thyroids, healthier lifespans even, you know. And, I mean, mm-hmm. that's partly their diet, too. All they have up there to eat is fish sure. and lamb and stuff. But, you know, it's part of that, I think, you know, and Johnny kind of goes into that and explains that a little bit. What's his, what's his Johnny name? Johnny Harris. He's Johnny great. Harris. Yeah. I'm gonna look. I'm going to look him up. Yeah, he's he's XLDS too, so like kind of okay. shout out to that, and he's kind of with that culture as well. He does a video on why he left the church and stuff. It's he's very smart and very he's a interesting. he's a journalist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check him out. I yeah. love anything like that. Yeah, it's cool. But I mean, that's kind of the same the same setup as like saunas, like Finland. Right. That's why they're called Finnish. Saunas. Exactly. Right. You know, because and they do this back and forth from yeah hot to traditional cold, hot in to cold. in Finland just mm-hmm. to be in hot hotness all the time and then yeah. just stand outside for hours. Yeah. yeah. In the middle of winter. Yep, it's awesome. It's and I mean the benefits of saunas are, I are love, incredible. I love a good sauna soak. Yeah. yeah, and I, you know, call me like the stereotypical person out there, but listening to Joe Rogan, I love Joe. Yeah, introduced me to Dr. Rhonda Patrick, 
Don't remember Rhonda Patrick. But okay, she's cool. She's yeah. honestly, it, it's kind of hard to listen. Like, I'll listen to the, she's on, she's probably on, I don't know, maybe five I know, or six I know I've seen her as I've scrolled through yeah. stuff. She's been on there him. five yeah. or six different times wow. over the course of a few years. Cool, yeah. And she's like this microbiologist. I don't know. I'm not even going to attempt to to repeat what her credentials are, but sure. they're impressive. And she's very, very smart. I tried going through, and I was like, I'm going to listen to all the Rhonda Patricks when she was on Joe Rogan. Yeah. But she's so smart and gets so detailed. I bet it's in hard. Like big yeah. words, mm-hmm. like scientific terms, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I know they do like one at a time, but she actually has her own podcast called Found My Fitness, mm-hmm. and they're little shorter excerpts, and they're easier to understand, but she talks all about, like she's huge into the study of sauna benefits Whoa. and goes into a lot of it. And I was like, that's cool. So that's I've learned dope, a lot yeah. about saunas recently. Yeah. Like I knew I liked them and they're good for you, you know, but of I course. never really knew why. Sure. I don't really know why, but yeah, I know they're yeah. good for you. And, yeah. and that's what I like. I like to find out why. Sure. So it's, it was cool. Um, yeah. I'll look yeah. her up on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's is pretty good. But so you, okay. So you were on Ritalin. Yeah, I when was. did you start taking that? I was like nine years old. Okay. Yeah, I, I just always had a hard, hard, had a hard time focusing, you uh-huh. know, in school. And so my, my mom took me to a, a doctor, and she's like, oh, yeah, this kid has ADD. And so right. from then on, it was like we tried Ritalin, made me feel like a zombie, wanted to have my personality back. Then we moved to Adderall, right? I had yep. the, the extended release. Yep. So you take one, one, one in the beginning of the day, and it lasts all day long. Right? Yeah. And then I tried. Didn't like that. It made me just feel not enough, right? Right, it didn't sure. do enough for my hyper mind, uh-huh. um, but I liked it better than Ritalin. Right, it made me have my personality, but I could also focus a little, like in the morning, and then it just wore off. You yeah, know? and so I had to do the ex- the quick release um, okay. after that, and then from there, I was like, Mom, I am just gonna like learn how I learn, and yeah. I'm not gonna take pills anymore. Um, and from then on, I maybe tried like I think there's one called Stratera where you have to like take it consistently for like a couple weeks, and then you feel it. But so I've, I hate, stuff, I hate like stuff like that. I've yeah. never been able to be consistent like that. Like, yeah. I have homies, like the Cotter Boys, um, uh-huh. best friends out there for people who don't know them. Yeah. Um, you need to point them to this podcast. I should, yeah. They that. should come on. We should. They would love, they would eat this yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but Zach, one of the twins, he had ADD as well, and he mm-hmm. was on Stratera forever. I think he still is, and it works great for him, right? He's able to focus. His personality has always been there. Um, so it works for other people, but it's never been, never worked for me, so... Yeah. Um, so when did you stop taking? All I think of I was 14, 15 okay. when I stopped. And then high school, I never did, never got great grades in high school. Yeah. Call it, like school was never my thing. I'm a very kind of kinesthetic learner, mm-hmm. and that's just not our school system, right? Like yeah. I loved the graphic arts department, you know. Sure. I got into ceramics a little bit, you know. Yeah. I was in choir, so all the stuff that involved getting involved, like active, active, yeah. and doing something. Not just I was good reading. at right. Yeah. I was good at English because I I enjoy literature. I enjoy fiction. Okay. I enjoy novels and things like that. So I hated English. I hated math. I was not a math boy. I hated math too, but yeah. math was my best subject. I was. I, I got mean, D's. It almost in math. pisses me off. Really? Wow. Because of how much I, mean, I don't good like at math, math, but, but I was you're, good at yeah, it. And I was dang. like, this is stupid. Dang. Yeah. But like, I hated it so much that like they'd give us our homework assignment. Sure. And I'd have it done before class was over wow. because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I would try and get done with as much as I could yeah. with the homework in math, and then I'd be like, okay, that's all I'm doing. That's what I'm turning in yeah. tomorrow, and I wouldn't do any at home. So. I got like a 2.8 in high school GPA. I didn't give a crap about my grades because I, you know, I was going to go on a mission, went on a mission, and then I didn't go to college, right? I went to one semester at UVU, which is open enrollment. You don't even have to take the ACT. 
you know, to get in. You just have to have graduated high school, basically. Yeah. So I did that for a semester, and I sucked. You so. know what's funny is that I found out after the fact that the ACT really doesn't matter. Doesn't really to matter. To a lot of the big schools out there. Right. Like, in the Utah At area. the times when you were going to school, though, and I was going to school, probably more than nowadays, though. Yeah, but, like, I, t- like I took the ACT then, right? And, and my goal, because I was trying to run track... So my goal, they're like, well, NCAA Division One standards are you have to get an 18 oh, on, what? Your, on your ACT. And I was what? like, okay. And so I just, like, breezed through it. Yeah, I'm like, insane. I don't even care. On, to be honest, I don't know. Well, I don't think I, – I, I just woke up and went and took the ACT. And I mean it in the terms of, like, I remember, I remember it pretty vividly this day is that my mom woke me up at – pretty early in the morning sure she's like hey you're gonna take the well, act pretty today. early for a high school kid right, right like, like probably seven i was a junior like i think it was summertime too oh so i'm like not expecting to wake up till noon yeah and she woke me up at probably seven it was like <laughs> you're taking the act today i'm like what like huh like i was clueless and she probably told me that's yeah but of course i you'd forgotten you know, yeah high school kid I didn't in listen. one year out yeah there. i'm like yeah. i'm not i don't put things on a schedule right like, i had to go see your girlfriend that day like yeah i no. just don't so but she woke me up early and she's like you're taking the act today i'm like what what wow. i was like panic Good. and then i show up and then they're like yep and you have to you know it's all time you got to get it done this quick yeah i'm like oh. so there was there was quite a few sections where they're like you only have three minutes left just and so i just start busting out yep. answers <laughs> i was like like uh there's an interview kevin hart was talking about like his i think it was i think it was his sats and he talked about he just he did abacadabra. Abacadabra. Yeah, just ABCD, ABCD. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, that's hilarious, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, but the, so I took the ACT. I got an 18, and they're like, would you like to retake it? I'm like, why would I retake it? I, I got, got the memo. I got the number I need. Yeah, what I need. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, that's how much I just didn't really care. That's I how much I, that's how I felt about all my grades in high school. It's like, I got a yeah. D. That's what I needed. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. But I didn't even know what the SAT was wow. until after I graduated. I'm okay, like, this well, is hey. a what? Yeah. There's another well, it test? Well, it's not required like, in Utah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just this foreign thing, but... Uh, yeah, I never took either, so thank God for that. You know, you didn't I guess you didn't need it. You didn't need it, yeah. All good. Yeah, I'm glad. So, you know a little bit about um, some, I guess, altered states of mind in terms of... Because you're, you're a pilot. Yes, sir. Yes? Mm-hmm. Tell us about your pilot experience. All of it? Well, you know, summary. Or, or like just summary? Why, yeah, like you, you decided to become a pilot. Yeah. And so what did you do? So I was I went through the training mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Um, it just took like 10 months to do it all. Yeah. And from there, I went um, and was a flight instructor, which is what the schooling trained me to do. Great. That's what the end goal was. So I did that for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. different locations. My last spot I ended up was in Cedar City, okay. um, Utah, just north of here. Um, and then, uh, I got fired. <laughs> Did you really? For my first piloting job. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get fired as a pilot? I was such a bad instructor, dude. <laughs> my last semester, I was there for two semesters, right? So like uh-huh. nine months. Um, my first semester I did fine. All my students had passed, right? Yeah. Um, not with flying colors, right? They had been told like, hey, you should have done this, this, and this is totally yeah. on me as their instructor. <laughs> totally on me. I'm sorry out there if you hear this. You just like, you just didn't give them the instructions? I was just late. I, in the plane, I was great, right? They could right. do their maneuvers on the ball. but gra- ADD but, part, but, the but hands-on. The hands-on was yeah. great, right? But ground school was tough yeah. okay. for me. I was just like, here, read this. 
read that. We'll go. If you have any questions, <laughs> we'll I'll, we'll talk about it, right? Okay. I wanted to breeze through the ground school, and it was very inappropriate of me. So okay. um, they they caught on to that pretty quickly, and it was like, hey, man, your students didn't pass anything really? this semester. Yeah. They're like, you're out. So That's interesting that they don't. I mean, I get that you you would need to be able to teach both aspects. Yeah. But in my head, too, I feel like, you know, why why can't you have – because some people are better than other right. people at certain things, like yeah. at everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, even at, like, any job, there's multiple positions, and while you can all do the same position, some people are just better at one than the other, and so you assign those people to their better positions. Wow. So why wouldn't, yeah. you know, I don't know. I agree. I, I guess I don't know how it works. Like, you couldn't just be the, the flight instructor versus No, so you get ground? assigned, like, a student, right? And okay. that's you're in charge of that student's ground. Like, you have to get them to pass their check ride, right? And a check right. ride is three things, right? It's a, it's a written exam, right, which is easy. You just right. tell them to study this guide. That's it, right? The guide right. will tell you how to pass it. And then the, the, the second, ha second part is an oral exam, right? So you sit down with someone like this. And he's going to talk to you about your theory. He's going to talk to you about the weather. Um, he's going to go over, like, the plan that you did today and, like, where are we going to fly? Have you planned for – what fuel have you planned for? What's your weight and balance? Like, they wow. go through everything. They go through regulations, right? Okay. So you have to be able to spout all this off off the top of your head, and it's a hard thing to teach somebody, mm -hmm. um, especially if they don't learn the way that you teach, right? And I'm kind of yeah. like – I teach the way that I learn, right? Like, I'm sure. a hands-on learner. Right, like if you have questions, like I'm good at drawing diagrams on the board, mm -hmm. right? Like that's kind of how I teach. But some people yep. just need to be lectured to, and that's well, yeah. Everybody has a different way of learning. Exactly, too, and so and I was just kind of hard headed. You know, I wasn't a good instructor. Okay. So from and I was very miserable too as an instructor because it's interesting. You go from learning, right, and you're the one flying, right, all yeah. the time. You're the one taking off the plane, doing the maneuvers, coming in and landing after yep. your instructor shows you, and. You go from learning to love to fly, right, yeah. to now you're in the right-hand seat as the instructor. You get to do it one time, and then you just watch you just hang for hours, right, sure. to do somebody else struggle through the thing that you love to do, gotcha. right? And so that was kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this forever. And I'm sure there's only so much. I mean, obviously, you'd, you'd intervene on the controls if it were If it need be, yeah. Landings, takeoffs and landings were like that, that a lot. And yeah. when learning how to land, I had to be shadowing the controls a lot right. and to save the situation sometimes. But that's yeah. about it. Yeah, that would be hard for me because I have it control issues. Same, I do I too. Would just be like, here, let me do it. Yeah, like it's here. Let me let me just show you. You right. just sit back. And exactly, exactly. So then from there, I after I got fired, I was like, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. I still could, mm -hmm. but I was like, let's try and do something that I was qualified for. I had eight hundred hours, and I couldn't go to the airlines. You needed a fifteen hundred. Um, oh, yeah, it's a lot. So what are you supposed to do? If so I went to the cargo world. Okay. I just I got online. There's a couple job websites out there for pilots specifically. Okay. And I looked up low hour, like mid hour um, in jobs. You know, I had mid hours. Gotcha. Low would be 500. So it's like 800 to 1200. Gotcha. Um, and so then 1500. What's the idea behind what's the 1500 hours? That's for passengers? That's for passengers, yeah. But you can still fly the same aircraft essentially just not with passengers maybe right if you got on as like a first officer yeah. for somebody like a private wise who, f who flew like a jet like that okay um then maybe but you're not really going to get into a jet till you get to like 1500 hours okay or if you've gone to college that's the other route like you can take four years to get a degree then you can get hired at 1000 right that's kind of the caveat oh, with going okay. to school so if you get the degree it's a thousand it's a thousand if, if you didn't not. get the degree like i did it's 1500 so if you if you go to college and you study multiple things mm -hmm. then you don't have to get as many hours exactly. but if you dedicate your life to just flying they require more hours. right no I, yeah <laughs> and it, it's wild i 
um, got through all my training in a year, and then I was able to go to the airlines, and I had had about four years in the industry, right? Okay. So, and when you graduate with four with four years of degree, you have like 250, 300 hours. Okay. So then you have to work up to another, you know, up to a thousand. So you have you have your license and the credentials. You just yeah, don't have just need the, time. the hours. Yeah. Okay. So I went into the cargo world. That was an, a job that was available. A first officer, just the guy in the right hand seat, just pressing the buttons, answering the calls that came in. Right, okay. the transitionary calls, plugging in the GPS. Okay. Um, and I got to do that in Puerto Rico as a cargo pilot. Um, That's awesome. For as a first officer. It was cool. I got to fly, be in a bigger plane. Mm-hmm. My responsibilities were limited, and I got to hang out on beaches all day long. Yeah. It was cool. It was a great job for Puerto Rico. Um, so it was just Puerto Rico? As a first like, officer. Um, did then you fly from, from the U.S. to Puerto Rico? No, so I was in, in, I was in San Juan, based in San Juan, and okay. we'd go from San Juan. My route was from San Juan to Barbados, where Rihanna is from. Um, super cool. Dude. And then we'd drop off a load and, or drop off cargo in um, Barbados. Then we'd go to Trinidad. Um, and then we'd drop off stuff in Trinidad and then fly straight back to Puerto so Rico. So you're just flying to some All of the most gorgeous, some of the most gorgeous places. places in the world. The alternate route you could go on, there were two for the plane I was in. You could go, because on that big one, it would take all day. You'd be flying all day long, right? Just gotcha. dropping stuff off and then taking and then going. The other one, you got to chill. Right, so you would okay. t- you would get there early in the morning, and you would fly to St. Thomas, mm-hmm. which is like a English-owned place. So everywhere speaks English, but it's still like the Caribbean. And you would spend like all day in St. Thomas, right? You would so you lock just fly up your, there. You would drop off your stuff, out. lock up your airplane, and then walk down to the beach and just chill. It was dope. It was so cool. And just you'd be while there. they while they loaded up with more stuff, so they'd have to deliver what we what we dropped off, okay. and then pick up more stuff that needed to be delivered, right? Okay. And so we'd be there till you know five thirty in the afternoon in the afternoon, just chilling on a beach, you know, you know, eating and just hanging out, and yeah. we'd come back, and then that's it. Yeah. yeah. My next question was going to be, how do you handle all the stress of a pilot? But I guess when you're when you're in between is when you're in between, it's pretty <laughs> easy. It's pretty beach. cake. Yeah. No, I uh, I wanted to be a pilot. Yeah, you mentioned time. that. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I still would like to become a pilot. You should get your pilot's license. I think everybody I in America should. Yeah, you're an instructor, right? So you can not anymore. You can no, me. you can't instruct. Not me? anymore. No, they lapse after two years. Really? Yeah, you have to get them renewed. What do you do to get it renewed? So if you are good about it and you're faithful and you're, you're like a career instructor, you know, like oh, before your deadline, you just go and you have to get like I think forty hours of. Um, just like ground knowledge renewal, okay. um, just like continuing education, continuing class education okay. classes. And then you just re up your cer- certification. But okay. I, excuse me, didn't know that I, I knew that I didn't want to be an instructor. So I didn't re up. Gotcha. So, yeah. So could you, could I you could teach you. you. I just could, have to do a lot. I would more. like to legally like get you and like sign off on your certificates sure. and stuff. I'd have to re up, but I know all this stuff. Right. Right. Like right, if right, you right. Yeah. supplemented what I knew with what you knew with an instructor, you could save some money, you know? Right. Yeah. You wouldn't have to do all the ground bit, you know? You wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't have to still take all of the ground. All hours. you would have, you would have to log that you had hours with an actual instructor. Right. But okay. that's easy for an instructor right. to do. Right. They call it paperwork magic. You just say you do an hour and you write down two or whatever, you know, okay. with ground, it's not a huge deal. You right. Know, as long so. as you can pass, as long as you pass the written and the oral, gotcha. you know, then you're good. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hitting you up and yep. see what we yeah. can do. Cause I can go over through. I, I like have Microsoft flight simulator too. I want to get that so Dude, bad. it's dope. Chandler it's, has it. It's very real. Like, if you crank up the settings to be lifelike, right. it's very real control. I hear it's unbelievably it's real. unbelievable. I would like, if I get it, though, I want to get, I mean, I need to get a computer that can handle it. 
I need to get a PC that's that's beefy enough to really handle it and yeah. a display that'll handle the, the yes. graphics quality. Right. Um, luckily, prices are coming down on all that yeah. stuff, right. graphics card, right. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They're As actually, they make they're more actually of them. available now. Right. Yeah. Um, but but uh, I know. I, I, I don't know. I heard really cool. Yeah. But I would I would love to get like the whole yoke and pedals yes, set up. Dude. But then I wish that and supposedly you can get. They, they have a way to link it to your VR. I've seen that. that I've seen that on level. TikTok where the guy like puts on the VR and it's just like a full cockpit, yeah. but outside it's just a joystick. Right. So you it. still have the feel of those yes. controls. Right. Because I wouldn't, that was one thing I read a review. A guy figured out how to get it onto his Oculus 2, oh, his Quest cool. 2. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, but then you just have to remember what keys on your keyboard do certain things. I'm like, see, and I wouldn't want to do that. Able to see I would them. want yeah. the actual controls because then you can feel, yes. you know. Right. Um, I agree. But I would love to do that, especially because of how realistic I've heard it is. But the funny thing is, talking about how realistic it is, there was actually an article just within the last few days, within the last week, I believe. I sent it to Chandler since he has it. They just released the Pelican off Ooh, of Halo as, as a helicopter you can download for free. Oh, that's cool. That's so, so like, cool. I want to fly a Pelican. Yeah, you're from Halo. You do, of uh, why not? Yeah. You know? Why not? But that'd be cool. No, I've I've definitely wanted to get my pilot's license, just private license. And would you get helicopter or, f- or fixed? No, wing? no, I'd fixed wing. Okay. I'm for I'm, whatever reason. I'm terrified of helicopters. Yeah, I am too. They're scary. Yeah, they can kill you in I'm, an instant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there's a reason I'm scared. I yeah. don't. And there's plenty of helicopter pilots out there. Like they're plenty safe if you follow. Up. Like yes, I get it, but fixed wing safer. Way safer. So way safer. You can't deny that. Yep. Um, but I mean, how do you? I mean, do they teach you anything? in flight school, in any type of setting to handle stressful situations like an engine failure. I mean, oh, obviously yeah. you go over that, but how do they teach you to handle it? Because oh, it's a lot of procedural stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on what aircraft you're into, it's different for every aircraft because every aircraft right. has different stuff in different locations. Right. And it's a lot of, like, muscle memory. Sure. Um, but when being trained on an airplane, right? But, I mean, mentally, like, how do you, like... Because if, if something were to happen... Mm. You know what I mean? You know, fair. So I have a story about this a little bit. Yeah. When I was an instructor in California, right? It was a warm California night. I yeah. didn't think anything of this. I went up with one of my cuter um, students, right? She was adorable. <laughs> um, and she needed some nighttime. Cuter, like attractive. Like gorgeous. You said cuter, and I thought it was like a, like a pilot term. No. She's like okay, I got gorgeous. You. She's gorgeous, <laughs> right? So I wanted to like impress her, right? So we're, we're flying around these really cool like Southern California mountains. And, yeah. and I wasn't paying attention to like... Our airspeed is getting, like, lost in just the conversation, right? She's a good pilot. Yeah. Um, and what was happening was we were slowly having to tilt up the nose, but we were still losing airspeed. And tilting up the nose, oh. but still losing airspeed. So and you're this approaching, is a, like, a slow stall. Like a slow stall, right? And this is a great <laughs> indicator that we learned in instructor school that you have ice on your airplane. And so I was like, oh, crap, it's, oh, an, it's, an, it's nighttime. I can't see the wings. I'm going to shine my, my light outside my window. And so I, I do that immediately, and we're covered in ice. Oh just so we have no way to break it off. We have no way to, like, handle it right, basically. And so I was like, what? okay, girl, so my controls immediately. And she's like, okay, right. your controls, what's going on? It's like, look at your attitude. I taught her a little lesson. Like, see where we're at right now and see how the airspeed's controlling. See how you've been noticing that you had to pull back to maintain your altitude. Right. This is a great indicator that we have ice. Look outside right now. And I had her do the same thing. And she's okay. like, oh, no. It's like, yeah, this is why this is my controls. And so I immediately called. I went into just, like, a procedural state. It was just like, gotcha. I know. I let my, my training sink in. I was like, I know that we need to go to a lower altitude. Mm-hmm. It's too cold up here. We're accumulating ice. We were fine a couple thousand feet lower, right? Okay. And I, we were over some mountains, like, 
that were just isolated mountains. I could have turned to the left, we'd be in the ocean, no problem. Okay. And so that's what I did. I was like, hey, ATC, we're accumulating ice. Um, we don't need to clear an emergency just yet, but we need to get to a lower altitude, and we need to turn west and get over the ocean. So they're like, yeah, immediately, they're like, go for it. Put this on your altimeter um, so we know exactly where you are. We're going to declare an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Let's declare an emergency. Let's descend down to, you know, 3,000 feet, get over the ocean. As soon as we got to about 4,500 feet, the ice still started to melt. We Just got back, off. Break, breaks okay. off, you know, and it was not a huge deal. But in that moment, I was like, okay, let's sink into training mode. And it right. was because was in training, they go over everything. In simulators, hundreds right. and hundreds of times. So it's just just ridiculous, repetitive. Yeah, procedures. muscle memory a little bit. Yeah, and That's trusting cool. your instincts. Like right. I had to be aware of where I was, you know. Right. But with aviation these days, you have a digital map. I, it's, it's really. I think easy. that's good too because it's. Uh, yeah, the the artificial horizon. Yeah. Sorry, I mentioned that because I side joke. Um, there's an old older movie. Well, I think it was 80s in the What's 80s, maybe called? 70s. It's called. Um, Oh, so I married an axe murderer. I've heard of it. I haven't seen with it. Mike Myers. Okay. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. So I murdered an axe murderer, yeah. right? Yeah. So I so I married an axe married murderer. Married an axe murderer. And there's yeah. a part where he's in he's in a plane with like this this little Cessna, like two or four seater oh, Cessna. Dear. And he's flying and the dude's like stoner. Nice. But it's hilarious. And they're like you see like duct tape flapping off of one of the wings, wow. you know. Wow. And he's like he's like, What is he's like, what is this? And he points to the the artificial horizon yeah. is on there and the guy's like oh that's the artificial horizon <laughs> which is which is a lot better than the actual horizon <laughs> and he's like oh hell i'm, oh, I'm gonna die no we're gonna but go it's funny. down that's, that's, what, awesome. that's what that reminded me of yeah, but yeah that's great that's I, I i find it interesting though that they they drill that into your head so much yeah that that you naturally rather than being like no, we have ice and I'm panicking and you didn't turn and be like, Hey, we're covered in ice. We got to react and go crazy. It's more so like, like you said, you were just like my controls. We're doing the procedure. And now here's why. Yeah. Don't panic. Right. We've already started the process, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Um, and I think that's a good, I, you know, that's why people need to go through pilot training because they were doing that from day one. Right. Yeah. My instructor, he took, did the very first takeoff and landing, right. Mm -hmm. Just kind of showed me around the area. Yeah. He took off and immediately he was like, Hey, if our engine died right now, where would we go? What would we do? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. He's like, let me tell you, right? So you look for open areas. They immediately start going into, like, what you do, right, Right. if something goes wrong from day one. So it's kind of drilled into your brain to be aware, like, hey, if my engine goes down right now, what am I going to do? You know? Right. A lot of the times, you can coast, you know, right? You can circle around an area and find somewhere to land, right? But in those tight spaces like that, it's good to be aware of what's going on, you know? Yeah. It almost seems like most of what flying is or pilot training is more so what to do yeah like procedural yep mm-hmm. it's a lot of checklists yeah because the yeah. actual flying of the plane is fairly simple okay. and i don't want to downplay it no like, i definitely don't want to downplay it because right. i know there's lots of going on especially the air, different aircraft you fly but like i did my intro flight years ago and i just remember like we did the little pre-flight inspection mm-hmm. and you walked me around and nobody gave me a heads up as to what was going to happen. Sure. Like right. I was just like, I want to be a pilot. I'm going to go do an intro. Going to go see flight. what it's like. Because they told me I could do an intro flight for 60 bucks. Oh, nice. So 
I showed up to the flight center here in St. George and I gave him 60 bucks and he's like, great. So here's what to expect if you want to do it. And then here's what we do. We'll take you up in the plane for an hour. And I'm like, great, this is cool. For 60 bucks. That's a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, sweet, man. So we go out and he's like showing me like, here's the pre-flight checklist and here's what I'm looking at. And here's what this is. And I was like, great. And he's like, yeah, so hop up into the seat. And (laughs) I was like, okay. So like I hop up into the, into the left seat into the captain's chair. Right. And I'm thinking he's just showing me things. And he's like, yeah. And so then he goes around, he's like, close the door. This is how you do this. And then he goes around and gets in the right seat and then shuts it. And here I am thinking like, he's just showing me things. Right. And I was like, and I know that he can control it from the right side. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm like, he's, that's what mirrored he's controls. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, okay, and now we're going to do this. And we started up I'm like, cool. And he's like, now here's this. And you're going to use your pedals. We're going to taxi out. And you start gonna, going. Yeah. And he just, he's, and I'm doing it. <laughs> he's just giving me instructions. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I've never, and I told him, I'm like, I, I, I've, I've, I've never I've done this never before. Done this. Like yeah. this is the intro flight, right? This yeah. is. You realize I've never done it, right? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah you're fine. Oh, like, you're keep going. Yeah. We get to the end of the runway, and he's like, okay, so you're going to push this little knob in right here, and you're gonna, it's going to pull a little to the left because that's what this one does. So does. make sure yep. you push down on the right. Don't roll forward or you hit the brakes. And I'm like, dude, this is so much information, and we're cruising. We're going so fast. You have a so great fast. memory, though. That's exactly what a, you do. It was the coolest experience, though. That's so That's cool. why I still love it, and it was vivid. And he's like, me. hold the speed, hold the yep. speed. Hold and then he's and like, hey, now start pulling it up. And he's like, here's the magic. And I was like, yep. That is magical and stressful yes. and so much anxiety. And we took though. off, yeah. and I did like 90% of the flying. Yeah. I was like, this is wild. Yeah, flying's pretty easy. Yeah. And it wasn't, and granted, like, you know, we're in a little, we're in a little ah, Cessna. Makes me want to go fly again, dude. It's such a fun thing to do. Yeah. But it sucks doing it for the man. Does it? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I never got to do the airline thing, but I got mm-hmm. to do the two crew thing in Puerto yeah. Rico, you know? Yeah. And you're just a slave to that schedule. It's yeah. it's rough. Yeah, I think I mentioned at work one day that I have I've got a friend who's a commercial pilot and he enjoys it from sure. what I know anyway. Yeah. It's is he married? He is. Yeah. So it's actually I know him through. I mean, we're not we're not that close, but I can I'd consider him a friend. Mm-hmm. But it's actually one of my best friends, Kyle, his sister Maria. Oh, we went. We kind of well, we didn't go to school together because she went to Dixie. I went to Pineview. Sure. But uh, she was a year or two younger than me. Uh, but she did track, so we were always at track meet. So I was like, I was friends with her in high school. So it's her husband. Ah. His name's his name's Jordan. He was. Is he always gone? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's the joy I, in I'm that? I'm pretty sure he's always gone. Yeah. Because um, they actually they lived in like Tennessee, or maybe that's where they live now. Um, they've lived in so many different. Places. Like, do they have kids? They have two kids. See, yeah. and she's got to stay home to take care of the kids. Yeah. Like, if, if you're a pilot out there and you are married, like, wait to have kids, man. You yeah. know, travel the world with your wife. Take your wife with you. You can yeah. do that, you know. But he's, I think he's in a better spot because he got an early jump. Like, he got uh, his pilot's license when he was in high school oh, still. heck yeah. So he was, I, I'm pretty sure he was, like, 17 years old when nice. he got Nice. That's it. the way to do it, and, yeah. And mm-hmm. have he's your parents just pay been for flying it. Yeah. ever since. Right, yeah. You know, so he's got... A lot of and if you love it, right? Like, if you love flying, yeah. then it's a great job, you yeah. know? But if you're in it for the money, you know, like, yeah. it's rough. And yeah. he, I mean, I think that's why they're in a good spot, because they, they, they make good money. They make good money. They if he's really been flying for that long, he would have accrued hours super quickly, <laughs> Yeah, right? Would have been able to get into, like, probably a low-ranking aviation job, yeah. you know, pretty quickly and built mm-hmm. up hours, yeah. Yeah. How old is he, your age? Uh, he's younger. Oh. Yeah. He's, My age? He's a couple of years. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Maybe he's... 
Maybe he's a year older than me. He's right around my age. Oh, yeah. Within within a couple yeah, years. Yeah, if he's anywhere in near around. our age, he's yeah. and he's been in the aviation for a while, he's probably making upwards of like two hundred grand a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's yeah, he's had his pilot's license for it for at least fifteen years. Yeah, it takes about fifteen years to get so, to that point. So yeah. That's cool. I mean it's good for him, it's, man. Uh, he's gotta pay his had to pay his dues. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um that's interesting. Just that repetitive training. I like that, though. Mm-hmm. But I, I find it very similar in terms of, you know, a lot of people don't like the breath work or the cold. But it's definitely, I mean, like that, that well, it's a practical guide. But it's definitely a practice. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those do it once things. Because yeah. I dare say that just about everybody out there has had some type of experience with cold water. They've oh, jumped yeah. into a cold pool mm-hmm. for fun. They've yeah. done some polar bear plunge. They've... Yeah you know, had the shower quickly turn cold on them because somebody kicked on the kitchen sink type or of thing, you know, the toilet. Yeah. yeah. So I think everybody's had some experience with the cold and initially it is very like you get that shock Dude, and yeah. you don't like it yeah. and that panic of like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't like, I don't like this at all. But then after a while, like, and, and with the cold, it's, it's interesting cause it's, I feel like it's very quick yeah. that your body adapts and adjusts. You know, you're right, but it still sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it eventually stinks. it doesn't suck as much. Sure. But I'll tell you, after a year and a half. Well, you do get day, acclimated, yeah. Oh, absolutely. At like, you know, like we keep our we keep our ice bath at uh, at about thirty six degrees. Our set point's at thirty four. Um, but it's hot as but it's heck out it's here. so hot outside. So hot. And out we here, keep dude. ours outside. So it I'm sits right about thirty six, thirty seven. You can keep it there. And 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 that's cold. It's cold, you know? dude. And so we we keep it there, but it's interesting because if you were to get in, if you were to get in 50 degree water, mm-hmm. it'd be cold. You'd get the shock. Sure. It'd be freezing cold. Yeah. Um, but after doing this for such a long time and doing it at the cold temperatures of close to freezing, I, when I get in 50 degree water now, it's almost like, like it still feels good and I enjoy yeah. the cold of it, yeah, yeah. but it's almost disappointing. It's like, this is this isn't cold. Like Interesting. Wow. Yeah, like That's it's cool. definitely cold, but it's one of those like I get in and I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't get that shock that I like. Interesting. Because you you That's actually That's comparable to drugs. Like, you know, people yeah. say that all the time with, yeah. you know, hard drugs, you know, you start that way, yep. right? You know, and you dive in too deep and then you get a lesser dosage and it's not the same, right? Right? And so you got to keep taking more. That's why you acclimates. get addicted to the cold. Yeah. Cold, cold addicts. addicts. <laughs> yeah. Man, there's a good idea. What? Cold addicts. Uh, right? Oh. Well, somebody <laughs> must have thought of that by yeah. now. Yeah, but it really is. Like I and and even people who and I hated the cold, man. Yeah. I hated it with every I fiber. Hate of the me. cold. Currently. Just hate it. Still hate it. And and it's funny, Scott Carney says it. He's an investigative journalist that yeah. uh Wim will mention him in his book. I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he wrote a book called What Doesn't Kill Us. It's all about the method and and the training behind it. And and some other training stuff too that he mentions. But um it's it's just he talks, he, he gave a lecture afterwards and he's like, don't give me that speech of, uh-huh. yeah, but you don't understand how much I hate the cold. Uh-huh. Cause that's what everybody says. Sure. Like there's no other way to describe. Sure. Maybe, maybe it's because you don't understand my love for the heat. 
Okay. Right? I can stand outside in that sun. I enjoy the for heat. Hours, dude, yeah. For hours, dude. I sweat too easy, but I enjoy the heat. I sweat so easy, yeah. But I yeah. love I like I love to sit in hot tubs for hours. Yeah. Like hours. Just like completely hot submerged. I love saunas, steam rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's awesome. I feel it's like I have a, I feel like I have a greater love for heat than the average person. So therefore my uh, my the dislike of cold is, is greater more. than the other. See, person. but I'm just I'm just like that. Man. Okay, that's cool. how I was, right, and well. I think that'll translate into you we'll becoming see. a yeah. cold addict. All right, we'll see. I hope so. Yeah, I hope to be able to bring this to my family. Yeah. and cure them of. But again, some it, of their weaknesses. It needs to be a practice. Yes. it can't just be a one time thing. Even though a one time thing can feel great, it's a great introductory. You know? Yeah, but I I do think this is you know it's a practice. Yes. It's like a, it's like a lifestyle of of just being healthier and. And everything it gives to you in terms of the health benefits is, is incredible. Yeah. You know, like, why wouldn't you keep doing it? it just all, all of the help in terms of sure. mental stuff and the physical things. Especially if change. it works. So, yeah. 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 Um, so I, I just, well, back to the kind of the temperature thing. Some people, recently I've been, there's, there's been a lot of things coming out, or not a lot of things. Recently I've noticed that a lot of people practicing the Wim Hof Method, when they start doing cold exposure, Sometimes they don't have access to an ice bath or yeah. their cold showers aren't as cold. So they're right. limited to what they can do. And, yeah. and that's fine. Anything's better than nothing. Um, but I just want to mention this to anybody wanting to get into it. And, and to those out there who might hear this that are doing it this way. There's a lot of people who will do Wim Hof method. And they'll, they'll set, if they have an ice bath or a cold plunge, whatever, they'll set it at like 50 degrees. Or 55 degrees, and they're like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it. At, I'm gonna do it at 50 degrees or 55 degrees for a few weeks, and and I'm gonna do it for two minutes at 55 degrees, and then I'm after two weeks, I'm gonna drop it to 50 degrees, and I'm gonna keep working my way. Right. And while the concept in your head is good, like that that thought process, like sure, that makes sense. You're trying to acclimate. I'm gonna tell you right now from experience and from the witnessed experience of tons of other people that I've been in retreats with or classes with, or that I've instructed. Don't do that. No, just go cold. Yeah. Um, and, and again, if that's all you have, if that's as cold as you can get it, then, then great do that and you'll get that. But doing it, I, I can promise you doing it at 36 degrees versus doing it at 50 degrees or 55 degrees is you'll get the same control. Yeah. Um, It'll feel harder initially, but your body will adapt just as quickly and you won't have to play this game. Cause in my head, what I think when you're doing that is you're almost subconsciously building this ongoing fear mm. of getting it to that cold. Sure. Because if you were to start at 50 degrees and you're doing it and you're like, yeah, I'm doing great. Two minutes, 50 degrees. That's awesome. And I walk up and say, Hey, let's drop it to 36. And you're, you're like, like, Whoa, no, huh? no, no. Yeah. I can't do, I can't do that like, bro, yet. I just got down to 50. Come on. Yeah. Like I, I can't do that yet. Yeah. And so that's what I don't like about it because the, one of the other big things with this is we're trying to, to get rid of that fear of the cold okay, and, and the fear of not being able to do something. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's, uh, I just, you just commit to it. Yeah. Let's, I said, let's go do it. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. Got any questions? No. <clears throat> I mean, um, dude, this probably won't be the only time I'm on this podcast. So No. Yeah. That's good to hear. No, we had a good conversation, I think. You yeah. Know? It was great. Yeah. yeah. No, I do want to have you come back after we do it. Um, okay. uh, whether, whether like we immediately have, or? If we have time. I don't know okay. if we have time. All right. 
um because it's getting later in yeah the day. i agree yeah but i, I got I do, dates i gotta go on man oh, there you go there you go yeah no but i do i do want to have you come back and we'll talk about of your course. first experience yeah I would you know that, yeah. and how much you hate the cold right now versus your thoughts about it yeah after doing it the first and I can time definitely or write even down. if you do it for a few times yeah and then we talk about like hey i've practiced it for a week and that's true here yeah. are my thoughts that's very true so but i would encourage you know we've got our sister Lacey, who committed to a 30-day challenge okay we've got uh brother riley and his wife, Genesee. Are they doing theirs right now? They've committed. Yeah, they're about two weeks in wow. to their How far is Lacey day. in? She's the same. She's okay. the same one. We actually cool. had Lacey come on in uh, in our second episode. Nice. And, and talk to her. And when right when we left, we went to go do the cold plunge. And when we got there, Genesee and Riley and everybody's like, we want to do it too. So they started the same day. Cool. We just didn't bring them on. And we actually brought Riley and Genesee on to our third episode. Oh. Um, so this is kind of like the tradition, I think, now of what we're going to do is anybody who wants to try it, more than happy come on to on. come on. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it, and then you do it, and then uh, we'll talk. But I, but I like to throw out the 30-day challenge. Like, do the breathing okay. every single day. Okay. Make time for it. Sure. Like, you don't, have, do. you don't have to spend an hour doing the breathing. Okay. You can spend just 10, 15 minutes, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. try and get two to three rounds of the breathing in. Yeah. And, uh, and just some... It helps because it's also that mindfulness meditation time yeah. during that. Um, in fact, there's a there's a an exercise on Wim's program and his app that's called the four minute meditation, uh, and it's just one round of breathing. Nice, because it takes roughly four minutes to do that. Okay. So, but I I say thirty day challenge. Do the breathing every single day. Try and make it consistent as to when you do it. It's best to do it when you first wake up on an empty stomach. Yeah. Um. That's and then good, yeah. take cold showers when you shower. Always cold showers. No, well, like keep it cold the whole time. No, oh. you can if you want to. No way. But even now, a year and a half in, all I shower like I shower in hot water, like yeah. I wash and shower. But then at the end, you just kick it cold. Okay. Don't ease into it because then again, that's that subconscious. Like this is dangerous. Or just vice versa. You could start with really really cold and then sure go yeah home. whatever you want. That's do. what I would do. Yeah. I like to finish cold to be honest. Okay. Um, I think it's better because have you ever you ever taken a hot shower and then you get out of the shower and you're freezing? Like no. You, you've never done that? No. You don't, like, feel cold when you get out of a hot shower? No. Not typically. What? I mean, sometimes. Maybe it's just my house and the way the air conditioning Maybe your flows. house is just real cold. Like, I just have this breeze flowing through my I house. I don't We have separate little showers, like, little, like, designated, like, shower rooms in okay. my house. And so it gets real steamy in there. So it's, like, a real nice hot sauna when I okay. get out. Yeah. So, All right. I don't know. Then I dry off and get changed. Gotcha. So. Well, still. But I, I know like I know what you're talking shower. about, right? You know like, I mean? I've been in hotels yeah. where, like, it's real cold in the hotel. You go take a quick shower in the morning. Yep. And you right, walk and out into the room. Freezing. And you're like, Ooh, yeah, that's cold. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I see your point. Like, already being cold when you step out. Yeah. It's a good idea. And, yeah, because then you've kind of, it's colder. It's like, oh, the it's water's colder deal. than the ambient room temperature. So sure. you're going to walk out and you're going to feel good. Okay. Um, and I like I like that cold feeling. It gives you that feeling. Of, gotcha. You know, yeah. But you can do it however you want. So you're, you're yeah, right. I just like my to finish it cold. My house is unique. I love my house. I yeah. like to finish it cold. Yeah. Um, but either way, just get the cold in. Um, I will. I yeah. like to shower hot and then I kick it cold at the very end and okay. I sit in there for, you know, a minute or two. Um, okay. But do that. Do it, you know. Do if, like at least two minutes? Is that right? Well, you kind of, it's your body, so you got to listen to it okay. and feel it out. Yeah. Um, they say to start with 15 seconds, 
then you move up to 30 seconds then 45 seconds but yeah. really just just listen to your body if you're shivering then it's you've too gone much? too long oh really yeah because you so don't if i'm shivering shiver. in this pool experience that we have now yep uh, but i'm gonna guide you okay and and 9.9 out of 10 people don't shiver oh by the time they're done I'm because really we, only, we only keep you That's in cool. all right we only keep you in for you know a minute and a half two minutes okay but because of the guidance and, you know, the breathing and the method, right. it really helps you control your autonomic response. Sure, bet. You All know? right. So, Deal. But, you know, but you can't just, you don't want to just get in and stay in for 10 minutes yeah. when you're early on. Cause you're I'm almost shivering in here so. right now. I'm almost shivering in here. <laughs> it's right. 70, 74 Exactly. I'm here. a desert rat, homie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. No, you'll be good. Okay. You, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised um no i'm excited i love breath work yeah so do do the breathing every day do cold showers anytime you shower you know because not everybody showers every day i don't shower every day i don't either shower when i need to shower Uh uh-huh and sometimes i shower or i don't shower when i should shower (laughs) and my wife gets mad at me Uh um and uh but yeah when you shower just make sure you spend some time in the cold okay um you know and just rinse just get the little shock and then control your breathing and okay. just enjoy being so there's those two shower. things and that's the 30 day challenge and then and then ice bathe come over you can come over anytime and do the ice bath um right. don't do it by yourself oh, okay that's not good just in case oh, something really? happens oh, yeah okay, just yeah. a dangerous sure. you know don't want to get in and have maybe it's a rough day you're overstressed you can't focus as well that day cuz that happens every day's different you yeah. know all right like, like I say, a year and a half in, and all still, there are days where I'll look at it, and I'm like, oh, I don't really, I don't know if I want to get in today. Right. Like, I, this is going to be cold, and yeah. I, it's fine. I did one yesterday, you know, but then I'm like, no, that's what I'm trying to overcome is these these thought processes. Sure. It's like, I need to do this. Um, so so do, do those two things every day, and then, or shower as much when you shower. Do cold showers when you shower. Breathe every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll do some some half tubbing uh, as often as possible. Yeah. And I I think you'll find even those who do this method and and start out where like for me, the first time I did it, I was hooked. Oh, wow. Like I was like, I there's there's so like I feel so good. Yeah. Like I need to do another ice bath. This is incredible. Wow. And then there are people who are like, I don't know how I feel. Sure. I'm like, well, you feel different. And that's okay yeah right right but but very rarely have i seen somebody who's like i hate this i'm never doing it again (laughs) yeah most of the time it's that felt great and then they just don't do it again because they don't they just don't apply themselves to it you know yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um so it's it's just that that bounce so i i but i think that most people enjoy it and they're like yeah i, I like the way i feel yeah i'm this. i'm excited to try you it. accomplish something hard and the yeah. chemical response and endorphin rush and things like that yeah. so um let's go do it i yeah. agree got anything else no okay i'm good man yeah. Sweet, man We're thanks go for having it. me yeah. yeah good to have you and uh everybody else listening again as always um you know hit us up if you have our numbers social media um if you want to come talk to us great if you don't want to talk on the podcast and you just want to learn the method great and uh i again i'm not fully certified i'm in the process of getting my certification i know enough to guide you through some basic stuff and uh i know i know enough breath work and cold exposure that i can help you for the beginning of your journey so the more i learn the more you can learn um 
So let us know. Send us an email, coldaddicts at gmail.com. Uh, keep an eye out on our social media. We're getting closer to posting a lot of stuff on YouTube and TikTok and all that good stuff. That's not my area of expertise. Amen. So, uh, yeah. Um, but until next time, stay chill.